The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. Such an honor to have you along today on Community Spotlight. I'm Braxton Critcher, and if you can't listen to the whole conversation, that's okay. You can always listen back to this conversation or prior conversations, prior spotlights, when you text the word spotlight to 800 293 1069. You can always find us each Sunday evening on the Light FM at 8.30. And this week, a couple of guests from the Brandy Nicole Family Enrichment Center in South Asheville, North Carolina, here to share about foster care, how each of us can be involved, and really share about what God's doing through the ministry of the Brandy Nicole Family Enrichment Center. Founder and CEO, Karen Cohen is here along with uh, her right-hand woman, I guess you could say. It's Jelinska Alasea. Ladies, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So I guess first, just kind of tell us a little about Brandy Nicole Family Enrichment Center. And I want to go to you, Karen. Tell us the story of how things started. I know you first began in 2000, but then rebranded in 2009. So tell us the story behind how you got to where you are today. Okay. I worked in the mental health office, Blue Ridge Mental Health Center, and I decided that I wanted to become a service provider as opposed to case manager. So that's how we got started in 2000. Uh, We started with group homes and worked our way into doing foster care in 2004. So we rebranded in 2009 and renamed the agency Brandy Nicole Family Enrichment Center that was because my daughter's name is Brandy Nicole. Mm. And in 2008, my daughter died from, uh, she was an insulin-dependent diabetic. And I was kind of at a loss with yeah. trying to figure out how to keep going and how to move on. But I had this company here and people depending upon me. So the best way that I could honor both the company and my daughter was to name it after her which would make me strive to do whatever I do in excellence because it represents her. I bet every time you hear the name of your company, it brings back memories, fond memories yeah, it of does. your daughter. You know, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but that that's a wonderful legacy that she gets to leave with this foster care agency, you know? Yeah. And I think so many people in foster care have that story of some sort of connection to someone they knew or a reason behind why they foster. Maybe they were a foster child, or maybe their parents fostered, and they're in that community of foster care. Karen, I, I know you fostered before. Uh, is, is that kind of one of the reasons why you got into doing what you were doing back then? Yeah, it is. And also the, the way I grew up was when community took care of each other. So if there was a child that was in need in the community, the community just stepped in and did it. Mm-hmm. So it was just a natural thing for me to do was to become a foster parent. So you've been parent. doing this your whole life, pretty much. For the you most know. part, yeah. yeah. It's just kind of who I am, not just what I do. Exactly. So, and when I fostered, I fostered teenagers because they were the hardest group to get placed. But yet and still, they were about ready to become adults. And if somebody didn't take the time to show them that they cared about them and to show them the proper way or an appropriate way to be able to go through life, 
then they were going to go into adulthood and have no idea of what it is that they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And Jelinska, I know that you came from outside of the foster care community. Yes, but that's correct. But you realize that now you're in it, and you're in it. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, and like Karen, that's that community. I think that something kind of like that, once you get in it, you can't leave. Yeah. And even if you do, you're always involved somehow, some way, because you see the need. Yes. And so from someone that has been outside, but now you are in that community, what are some things that opened your mind, opened your eyes to, wow, man, foster care, I had no idea about that. Well, the first thing that came to my mind is how many kids don't have a home. I was blessed enough to grow with my mom and dad, and they've always been with me, and that's what I was surrounded with. But then I came to know how kids didn't have what I have, and they were taken away from their homes, not because of their doing, not because they wanted to, but it just happened, and how to go from there. So uh, like you mentioned, I have always been kind of more in a corporate kind of environment, and I actually went to an interview, and they asked me what would decide what would make you decide to go into a job? And I said, I, I want to do something meaningful. It's not that I, um, there's other people, that was other people. I did not go um, <laughs> with them. But then I met Karen and um, it, it was just her honesty and her sincerity that caught my attention. I never had that before. And then after I came in and started seeing the need because I was one of those people that knew about foster care, but it was more like, oh, yeah, there's foster families. It's very little. It's something small in the community. But then that is true in a sense where there's little foster families, but a lot of kids that need more people to come up and become foster families because they're sleeping in sofas and motels, I mean, and they don't have nobody to just temporarily take care of them until they get on their feet or their families get on their feet. Mm -hmm. Now, I love hearing that story. You know, I can already tell, Karen, the heart you have for foster care. Um, and not only the, the kids, but the parents, too, and for your staff. You know, I can tell how much you care and how much it means to you. And I know you can see that, too. Oh, absolutely, you know? from the first time that she called me. I knew, like, this is not something that I've experienced before. I've been in many different interviews. I was in the interview with the recruiter, and I have never had somebody come to me and be honest and sincere and tell me this is who we are and we're a Christian organization from the from up front, and this is our goods and this is our bads. She told me what the bads were from the beginning. I have never gotten <laughs> no, that from an interview. That's unheard of. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I would appreciate that, though. Absolutely. You know, I know you did. Absolutely. It makes you feel val It makes you feel like whenever you're going in, you're going to be valued. But that kind of care is what Brandon and Cole is all about. Um, we care about everybody. We care about the community because it takes a village. Mm -hmm. It um, if, if you have those people that are supporting you, you can go places. You can go anywhere. I know you guys are a little different in that you also offer, along with the foster care, 
uh, therapeutic uh, foster care. And it doesn't always have to come through a referral with the DSS. It could come from uh, parents that say, I, this is going on with my child. I don't know what to do. Can you help? Talk a little more about that. So we are contracted through Via Health, and Via Health is the mental health agency that's around here. So all of our referrals actually come through them. Um, so it could be a family that their child is severely depressed, which we've seen a lot of that, especially since uh, COVID. And mm-hmm. So our foster parents have to go through a little extra training. They, there's a 30-hour mandatory training for foster care across the board. And then there's an additional 10 hours of training for therapeutic foster care, which is where we really get into what that means and what type of diagnosis is there that you would be dealing with and what kind of things that you need to do in addition that you would have to do with, with um, family foster care. This, I will say, it scares people when they hear therapeutic mm-hmm. and they hear mental health. However, the kids are pretty much so the same. The difference is is that with me, with me, the difference is I go in with my eyes wide open. I know that this child has this particular problem, so I can help with work with my worker to develop a strategy yeah. about how to do it instead of finding out what's going on as I go along. So I like to have information up front as opposed to being blindsided sometimes by things I don't know. Yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned therapeutic foster care can scare people. Well, I think foster care in general can scare mm-hmm. people. Yeah. What, maybe I'll go to you first, Jalinska, what, what's something that maybe you realized that opened your eyes when you first got to this job about foster care that maybe somebody should or needs to know about foster care? I think one of the things that really opened my eyes is that whenever you hear about foster care, it kind of goes hand in hand with adoption. So people think that because they're going to become foster parents, that they're going to become attached to the point that they have they're going to have another kid because they're not going to have to let them go and they want to adopt them, yeah. which is so, which is somewhat reality the case. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the reality of foster care, and I think the ultimate goal really should be helping those that family go back together, reunify. Um, some of the some of the parents, they go through situations. And they don't know how to deal with it. And then they get caught in that situation. And then their kids get taken away. So the ideal case is for that kid to go back home. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that family just needs support. They need some resources that may have not been given to them. Um, I've taken a lot of trainings. And the trainings that I have taken would potentially help a lot of biological parents. Mm -hmm not just foster parents, because a lot of the times there, there are situations where parents think that they can't cope with that situation, and a lot of it is learning, and a lot of it is those, those kind of resources that they're not giving. So I have seen different quotes that say, what could parents do, biological parents can do, if they had the same resources and training as the foster parents? Yeah. So. That's kind of what opened my eyes is I think that ideally foster care is helping that kid and that family come back together. Yeah, and and something else too, you know, just because you hear the word foster care, a lot of people maybe have an interest in helping, but some are 
maybe a mom and a dad that have three kids and they're like, well, we cannot, we cannot afford or we don't even have the space to accept another child, but they still want to help. I think I've learned this in talking to you guys and others about foster care that say, well, you don't necessarily have to take a child on. There are so many other things that you can do to help because of that need. And like you say, Karen, it's growing every day. What are a couple things that you guys specifically at Brandy Nicole could use help in? What are some things that people could call you about and say, hey, what do you need? And you tell them and they're like, I- I'm, I'm available. Let me help. Um, Here, here's a four-page list, right? <laughs> so one of the things is um, if there are retired school teachers or something like that, that could do some tutoring. That would be fantastic. A lot of times our kids have learning gaps, especially if they've moved around from place to place in school system to school system. Right. So that's huge. Um, and some simple things would be a care package sometimes is – you know, I know you you might be working and you've got your kids and foster kids and here, we made dinner for you tonight so you don't have to do that. Um, pack a backpack full of school supplies and say, here you go, you know, take the school supplies. We got you covered. Uh, we got Christmas taken care of. Or for those that want to be a little bit more involved but don't really want to be a foster parent, we can get you approved as like an authorized person that this kid could maybe hang out with. And they're not spending the night, but if you're going to the park and having a picnic with your family, maybe they can tag along Mm -hmm. with you. And that gives that foster family a couple of hours to do whatever. Mm -hmm. So they're real simple things that can be done. Here's the thing that I learned that's really important. So we label some of the biological parents as bad and awful because of the things that they've done. Okay. But what we don't look at is that if we don't get involved, we're breeding the next generation of people that are going to be raising children that they don't know how because nobody ever took the time to help raise them. So the only way for this to stop is for us to stop thinking about maybe being inconvenienced a little bit in the moment and the blessing that comes in the end from seeing not just this kid but their family and our community start to thrive as a result that we actually start working hand in hand, which is what God has wanted us to do. We are responsible for one another. We are responsible to take care of each other. We are responsible when somebody just can't do it to stand in the gap for them. That is what Christ came here. And those were his words. We are here for each other. And there's always a way that we can stand for we can stand with, and we can stand by each other. Wow. <laughs> you, like, you hear this every day? Yes. Like, that, that's amazing. <laughs> you, you've got a good boss. Oh, I have Karen, an amazing that's boss. Amazing. <laughs> that, that's so true. Every bit of what you just said is something that I think most people don't realize, don't know, and that just opened the eyes and hearts of so many people right now. So thank you for sharing. That is so, so rich. Um, and, and so life-changing, it is. You know, that's what we're here for. Um, and you know, one thing that I know people can do right now, soon, is coming up Tuesday, July 20th, 5 to 8 p.m. at Zaxby's on Tunnel Road. Tell us more about that. 
Yes, so we were blessed enough to partner with Saxby's on Tonal Road. So if you go to Saxby's from 5 to 8, before making your purchase, just mention Brandon and Cole family. And a proceed of the sales will go to the foster family. So something simple, yeah. go to Saxby's, get a meal, and just mention Brandon and Cole family before you make the purchase. Yeah, so many ways that you can help. And maybe something Karen said gave you an idea of something you can do for Brandy Nicole, the foster care community, and you want to reach out. Do so at brandynicole.org. That's Brandy Nicole, Brandy with an I, B-R-A-N-D-I, brandynicole.org, or on Facebook and Instagram. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming in. We appreciate you and praying for you. Thank you for having us. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight, covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.